Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. How many times has this happened to you? Me. You know, we our babies sleep really, really good. Or this. Make sure Timmy wears the blue shirt. If he does. Or even this. And for my birthday, which is next month, I'd really like some of this. Do you have trouble listening or retaining information from your wife? You could be suffering from... Spousal Selective Listening, or SSL. With SSL, valuable input is intercepted or scrambled before it reaches the critical learning center of the man brain. Virtually anything can trigger it, like sports, food, even shiny objects with buttons. Fortunately, there is help with Heratol. Containing a rare root with an exotic name, Heratol helps men focus and listen to valuable female input, even pick up on those subtle hints. These are exactly the earrings I wanted. How did you know? Thanks, Heratol. Now I can hear it all. Heratol has not been tested or approved by any regulatory agency. Side effects with Heratol include minor to severe headaches and spontaneous combustion. Use caution when using Heratol near mothers-in-law, as you may hear hurtful comments that would have previously been ignored. Heratol is an enhancement drug. Do not use around children or clusters of talkable blue-haired women. If focus listening lasts longer than four hours, consult your doctor immediately before your wife assumes this is a new standard in your relationship. Men with wives who are nursing or pregnant should not take this product. Heratol, the preferred selection or solution for selective hearing. All right. <laughs> hey, man, did you enjoy the marriage talk at the beginning of last week? Did you like that? Nobody did. Clap if you enjoyed last week. Okay. One of my best messages ever. All right. Um, you know, one of the things, and we, we got four points accomplished last week. We're going to finish six today. And, and here's the deal. I'm giving you ten ways to really stay married. Ten ways to make marriage work uh, through science and the Bible together. And so I want to give that to you this morning. And before I jump in, that, w- that was pretty good. I-, I would like that for Christmas, by the way. Um, any-, any guys want some here at all? Two of us, three of us? Other guys are looking at their wives going, should I? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I, I want to say this before we get started. Uh, my wife and I, would you just wave your hand? That's Heather. We've been married 19 and a half years. And uh, we have five kids. Uh, we love Jesus. And we have had no problems in marriage in 19 and a half years. Everything has been hunky-dory and perfect. And we've never had any communication issues. We've, we've never saw finances differently. None of that has ever happened to us. Who, who's, who's just, I mean, you're just a couple just like us. You know, and, and what I want to say is this. I think sometimes you get this stigma because I'm a pastor and she's a teacher, you know. So, and, and we get, oh, they're like the perfect couple. If you put like secret cameras in our house, you would see, man, we, we argue. We disagree. There's times where we fight, man. And we're, you know, there's times where it's like, we, we just, we stop communicating very well or we're, we're not seeing eye to eye or we, we see things a little bit differently or, or not at all the same way. And, and we, we fight it out. And, and sometimes, even now being married 19 and a half years, we get to the end of an ag- argument and we have to agree to disagree. Now, how many more couples are like that? Okay, that's what we're like. Now, I want to say this. 
Each couple is different. Each spouse is different. We're all uniquely different. And I don't want you to think that Heather and I have got like some kind of weird market on the corner. So here's what I want to do today. I want you to know we're real people. We got real issues, real struggles in marriage. And so we're going to talk about marriage today. Now, if you're single, if you've been, you know, remarried, if you're going, man, I don't know, I'm, I'm dating, I don't have this figured out, any of that, I want you to know that today is, is you're going to have to sit back, but a lot of this can apply to life outside of the marital context. And so just take in whatever God has for you. And so I want to give you kind of the points I gave you last week, um, just briefly. And so here's, here's the ones we looked at last week. Everybody say last week. Last week is done, man. It's a new week. All right, so here it is. And just so you know, these come out of a study by the NCBI. That's the National Center for Biotechnology Information. We already went over this. If you want more information on these four that we did last week, you can listen to them on the podcast or on Facebook Live from last week. Uh, and so these are the top ten we went in backwards order. So number ten was have the same belief system. Now we looked at, hey, we still have to have hope if you and your spouse don't have that. If one of you is a Christ follower and the other is not, does that mean there's no hope? No. There's always hope with Jesus all the time. Number nine, having family support. We looked at this last week. We looked at how uh, it increases, especially when the husband spends more time with the in-laws because of those relational uh, tendencies. Number seven, excuse me, number eight, remain physically healthy. We looked at this. Not only do you want to look better, but a lot of times debt can occur from medical bills. And, and I don't want to ask how many have had that, but that is, that's a burden, man. When you have like medical bills that you're dealing with and you're trying to dig yourself out of debt, it becomes a burden and it becomes kind of a pain of marriage or the other person has to step in and do something that they're not used to doing and fulfill a different role. Number seven, don't emotionally abuse. We looked at different ways that people abuse or manipulate and how this can, this can lead to divorce if, if we do this. And so here's the last six that I want to give you today and we'll unpack these and then we're going to conclude kind of marriage and we're going to talk about family uh, next week. And so everybody say number six. All right, this is, this is kind of, some of these are duh. Don't abuse substances. <laughs> what, really? 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 Yes, really. And so here's the deal. I, so my wife and I, we've been married 19 and a half years. Neither of us has, we've never drank in our entire life. Okay, neither of us have ever done drugs. Neither of us have ever smoked. Neither of us have ever drank in our entire lives. Now, I grew up in an alcoholic environment. I grew up in that home. My parents became, they got sober when I was nine. I've seen both sides of that equation. I've gone to AA meetings. I've been there for all that. Or Al-Anon meetings. They're called Alateen meetings. I've seen all of that. And, and yet, I'll still go out with somebody. And some of you, I'll go out with. And we'll do dinner together or lunch together. And you'll grab a beer. And I'll grab a, you know, a Dr. Pepper or a water or something. And, and here's the deal. I'm not mad at you. I'm not going, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're drinking. They're a sinner. No, I, I want you to hear this. Now, Pastor Derek and I, because we are an Assemblies of God church, him and I have to sign a covenant with our fellowship or denomination stating that we will not drink. And we stick to that. However, we'll go out with people all the time. And it's not, not don't have a drink. It's don't get drunk, okay? Like, don't, don't get wasted. In fact, the Bible says this. It's really simple. Ephesians 5.18, it says, do not get drunk. Okay, on wine it says, but on anything. Do not get drunk. You know, and so what happens is you end up doing things you regret. A few years ago, I was a youth pastor. And as a youth pastor, man, I tell you what, sometimes youth will tell youth pastors things they will never tell their parents. And, and some of our kids will tell Derek things that they'll never tell you and I. And, and that's okay. 
providing that it doesn't affect them negatively spiritually or physically. If it does, then Derek and I or any teacher, if you're in the public uh, world, you're what's called a mandated reporter. Just out of curiosity, how many mandated reporters do we have in this church right now? Look at, like, that's over half of us, or about half of us, okay? Now, as a mandated reporter, for those of you that aren't one, what that means is anything that comes to mind to us that says this person could be injured or hurt, we have to report. If not, we can be in trouble. And so we have to because we're protecting somebody. So here I am as a youth pastor, and this was a long time ago, and a girl comes into our youth ministry and she goes, Pastor Chris, i got to show you something. I'm like, what's up? And she goes, look at this. And she, she lifted up her shirt right here. And she had this huge scar uh, from like her abdomen all the way to her side. It was kind of weird. And I was like, okay, I, please, I don't need to see that. And I go, what happened? And she goes, well, I was standing on the landing of our house. And they have a split-level home. And she said, I was standing there and my dad got drunk. And he got really mad. And he broke a, a, you know, a Bud Light bottle. And then he took the other half of it and he threw it at me. And it, it sliced me from my abdomen to my side. And I looked at, and I, I just started crying. I'm like, are, are, you, are you kidding me? Like, you're in that, and you're in that kind of, like, I think I was still closed off to the fact that I had, you know, in my bubble, that stuff didn't exist. And, and I looked at her, and in the back of my mind, as a mandated reporter, I'm going, I have to share this. I have to do this. And it was in Anoka County. And so I told her, I said, look, I, you're going to be kind of frustrated at this, but I have to tell somebody. If I don't, I can get in trouble. And I've never seen a teenager so mad at me in my entire life. She was so mad. Never came back to youth group. Never, never saw her again. Like she just, you know, I, I didn't see her for a very long time. And she went away, ticked. A week later, I get a letter from Anoka County. She had a younger sister. And then she had a younger brother who was actually eight years old. And the county wrote a letter. And this crushed my heart as a pastor. It said, we want you to know that we have removed all three children from this house. And, and we have taken them, in, you know, taken them into foster care. And I just, I was broken because you, you never want to see that happen with mom and dad. But this is what happens when abuse of chemicals takes place. This is the kind of stuff that can take place. And, and it broke my heart. And I prayed for her, prayed for her family. Well, a year later, she came back. Uh, so I hadn't seen her for a year. She came back in. And I'll tell you what, the first time I saw her, she was a mess, man. Just a mess. And, and she came back. And she had it all put together. She had turned 18 now. And, and she looked prim and proper. I didn't even recognize her at first. And she didn't say anything to me. And it was kind of awkward. She came up to me and just gave me this huge hug and would not let go. And I'm like, took me a minute to figure out who this was. Because looked totally different. Acted totally different. And, and I said her name. And I'm like, is this you? And I said, oh my gosh. what's like? Tell me and fill me in. And, and what happened is, uh, not only were they taken out of the home. Her dad was put in prison. Anoka County Prison. Uh, where he passed away actually and it was an unfortunate circumstance but here's what I want to say have a beer fine have a glass of wine fine you know but what happens is we have to be so careful not to abuse that because we ended up abusing things that we don't intend to we end up losing the things that are going on up here we lose our control and the ability to have you know discernment to have self-control and so I've seen it firsthand everybody say number five Number five, here we go. Budget, 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 budget. Who here just loves to budget? Okay, I love to budget. I am like the geekiest 
Hello, everybody. We are sincerely sorry, but the remainder of the podcast was not recorded due to some technological issues. We have since resolved the issue, and we'll have everything back up running next week. But for now, we want to direct you to our Facebook page where we have recorded our service this past weekend. If you go on Facebook and search The Bridge Church, you will find us there. Have a blessed week, and we'll see you next week. This has been a podcast of The Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.